time tomorrow. He's yesterday. Yes, it's the science fiction rating system. My name is Alex Humphrey. I am joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello. And Sam Draper. Hello. Hey there. We are here to rate and rank the sci-fi films. Put them in a big list. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? You're locked in. Listen to this. That's what I say. How are we all doing? Are we all all right? Yes. Yeah. Promising to be more upbeat this episode, I think. We've all got a beer now. We all got a beer yeah. now. Good. No, you. I think we went that time. down last last week. We just, I thought the end flagged a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was feeling tired. Yeah, that's all right. We haven't. Yeah, as as uh, Sam probably said last week, we haven't been recording all the time, you know. But we'll try and keep this up all the while you're locked in. We'll try and yeah, yeah, deliver these podcasts. Um, last week was Redline, which was a pick from a uh, listener called Nathaniel. And it was picked specifically for Sam. He he, he went through all our all our podcasts, didn't you say? Binged them all. I, I think so. Yeah, he watched them all. Yeah. He, he, he wrote down all, some kind of algorithm, probably on a giant <laughs> on a giant yes. whiteboard. I'm imagining I'm him on a big so, whiteboard, yeah. and he's yeah. written down like hates cartoons under Chris, like that, or he's yeah. written like you know like likes shit action films under my name. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how we feel. So anyway, I got Saturn 3, uh, which is a 1980 film. Um, and normally I would say here, hey, directed here. by... I'm back. But it's already... Oh, you're back. Oh, I didn't know you'd gone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you let me get on with it. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> um, professional. It's Saturn 3. Are we, are we at the ranking? Have I missed it all? Great. Yeah, you missed it all. Yeah, it's, it's number one. Uh, yeah, Sam 3, Just push film. on, just push on. If you don't hear anything from me, just push on. Okay. Okay, okay. Right, we will. Sounds like um, you were doing that anyway. So. Yeah, I was just in full flow. I, did, I, was, I, was, I was in the zone. God. Um, it's directed by Stanley Donan, uh, who directed Singing in the Rain. Um, nice. It's so strange. Not really what you'd think... Uh, the it's kind so of film odd. he would make now, but the the interesting thing here, so directed by Stanley Donan and written by screenplay by Martin Amis, who is again uh, insane. Yeah, see, I haven't read as, as the person that reads here, uh, Sam. Yeah. Have you read a lot of Martin Amis? Well, I don't know if you remember Alex when we were in Canada. I did a record called Nicola Six. Oh yes, you did. Yeah, who's a character in London Fields, a book by Martin mm. Amis. I was obsessed with Martin Amis about that sort of, about the time of life. I'm not now. I've grown up a bit. Oh, okay. He's a bit. He's a bit odd. But, um, but enough. weirdly enough, there's a book of his I have read called Money, which I'll come to later, which ref- okay. which is based on this film quite a lot. Weirdly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, it is um, as well. The thing with that, those two names are, this isn't actually who it is directed or written by. Mm, it's yeah. actually directed and written by John Barry, who was the production designer on Star Wars. Not that John Barry. No, not that John Barry. He was the production designer on Star Wars Superman and Clockwork Orange. Mm. And by all accounts, I will read uh, this quote from Stanley Doonan. He said, uh, it was my fault, not John's. The truth is, John had hardly ever been on a set, which I didn't realise. He was such a terrific talent, but he spent most of his time in an office. He knew next to nothing about staging a scene, handling actors, and since nature hates a vacuum, the actors jumped on him. The film started floundering. Finally, I had to tell him, it's not working. I have to be on set with you. I had a moral commitment after all to make sure the film went all right. And when I did turn up on the set, John said he just couldn't work like that, so he left. There was no question of his of him being fired. Hmm. So he wasn't fired, but he couldn't make this film, basically. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, Kurt Douglas, who is in the film, he directed the movie for two days. 
during the period while John Barry walked off, which yeah. is like that's crazy. The, um, the other the other person is Lord Grade, isn't it? Or yeah, Lou Grade. Yeah, is had a hand in it. I mean, by all accounts, this was supposed to be something, and then it ended up not being that thing. Yeah. So I think it was pitched as this real like out there, lot of money behind it, you know, real talent, and then it didn't end up that way. Uh, well, anyone... it was it was meant to be Alien, wasn't it? Again, yes. that's what the the pitch from I can't remember the company went bust because ITC, that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. like that's Lou Grade's involvement is that he wanted an, an Alien success, didn't he? Basically, yeah, but didn't but... understand how to get it. <laughs> didn't <laughs> I think understand. The... Yeah. yeah. Had, had anyone seen this film before, by the way? No. I, I've not even heard of no. it. No. no, no, me neither. I'm just trying to see uh, here, because well, he also worked on Empire Strikes Back, but then mm. this was released after that. He must have made this film and then worked on second unit on Empire Strikes Back. Well, didn't he die before it was released And then well, died. Yeah, he did. Died. Yeah, he did yeah. die. Died yeah. during Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. Meningitis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, weird, really weird. I mean, it really, just the making of this film is weird enough, and we haven't even I think got on to the film. be a brilliant film in the making of it, especially yeah. having, I mean, they, I think they made a TV series of Money, actually, which is the book that yeah. uh, Martin Amis, um, like, basically Kurt Douglas is in that book. Yes, I've um, heard, yeah, yeah. As another character, and he doesn't come out of it very well at all, to no. be honest with you. But yes, anyway. The IMD plot synopsis of this film is... I just copied it word for word because it's pretty cool. Uh, two lovers stationed at remote base in the asteroid fields of Saturn are intruded upon by a retentive technocrat from Earth and his, <laughs> and his charge, a malevolent eight-foot robot. Uh, so that's what, the, re- what does retentive mean? Just like I don't keeps, know. keep stuff. Yeah, keeping things back. Yeah, I don't know. Having, um, having the power, the quality, power, capacity of retaining. Do they think they mean like alien retentive? Is that what they mean? By yeah, that? I guess they do. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the the beginning, I really like the opening. Uh, yes. There's, yeah. There's a pretty. I mean, there's a complete rip off of Star Wars, isn't there? There's a big ship going over the top of of us yes. as we see Saturn. Mm. Um, but then you've got this kind of cutting between this kind of bug like shuttle, which I thought was quite mm. a nice little design. Did you think? It just isn't big Not enough. Not the shuttle, though, is but it? no. Oh, no, I like the design of the hangar with the weird, like, 60s TV logo in the back. Yeah, it was like a stage. It was like a, yeah, a, cat, a, like a Miss World catwalk stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah okay. Like that, yeah. Um, and then you've got these cool kind of, all these people in jump, the cool jumpsuits. I quite like their helmets and stuff. I yeah. like their uh, the costumes. Again, cool. they're trying to do stuff that Star Wars did, but not as well. I think they're nice. I, I liked that there's a bit when they show those like weird walkways as well. They kind of flip over halfway across. They're like yeah, upside yeah. down people. That was quite a nice look to yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was good. And then um, you basically get a character. And I've, I didn't hear him say this. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to read out what... Because it, it, you get a, a character goes is in a changing room. Because uh, Captain James is being called to the, uh, to the shuttle. Mm. Repeatedly, repeatedly, Captain. He's James. not in a rush, is he? No, no he's not in a rush. No. <laughs> uh, and then a man walks in to the changing room, who we later know is uh, Benson Harvey mm. Keitel. Uh, and there's a bit of dialogue that Captain James says, uh, and I couldn't really hear him say it. But if you can hear it, it kind of is a bit weird. It, he says, "Is that you, Benson? How are you doing? 
So you blew the mental test, huh? Potentially unstable, huh? I'd have been unstable too when I was going to get Saturn 3. Huh, Saturn 3, you're not going to appeal, are you? Um, and then he kills him. He kills it's really Benson. strange, that whole scene. It's a very strange scene, isn't it? Because he's there going, essentially going, oh, you're mental. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. this guy is getting into like the bit where mm. he's about Strapping to open, in. The, yeah. open the door. And then he yeah. it does all I that. And like he... five minutes later, he goes, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i was pretty i was pretty much like great you've nathaniel you've got me with this film that was that opening when he shoots yeah, him and then he explodes like outside the airlock yeah the exploding effect wasn't so good but it's a strong idea yeah. of like a faceless guy going onto ship who you know is up to no good but but don't any yeah. more than that it's a really yeah. strong way to open a film i think yeah see yes. i was expecting I'm that that was he was replacing the him as the yeah. pilot that's what I thought that opening scene was. That's how I deducted well, uh, from that because I didn't hear also, that bit of dialogue like you. No, me. Ne- no, I didn't hear it either. I, I had to find. So it I thought he just replaced. Yeah, the me guy. too. But it wasn't the fact that he took like blew into bits. Didn't that like tip you off to the fact he wasn't replacing him? Well, no, but I just thought that the, I didn't think it was just like I didn't think it was as straightforward as. Benson was mad. Everyone knew he was mad, and yeah. he just came and killed someone and got on a ship. I yeah. thought it would be like this guy was a terrorist, or this guy was like a a robot himself. Or I thought there would be a way more right, bigger okay. reveal yeah. than just. Oh yes. Oh sorry. Right. I mean, I thought that he it. was replacing yes. the guy they were calling for. Yeah. Yeah. And then too. turns yeah. up in his in the uniform. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's it's a lot more. It, it, I think we were re- expecting a better film and it's a lot yes. more like, yeah, this nut is just coming. And yeah, anyway, so Benson, yeah, blows away Captain James, gets in the shuttle and heads down to Saturn 3 uh, where he meets uh, Alex, played by Farrah Fawcett, and Adam, played by Kirk Douglas. Uh, and um, they are, they've been stuck there. They're basically working on a new food source. Is that it? I mean, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, the implication is that like Earth is running out. Earth's got no food. Yeah, make any so sense. They don't. The universe. They don't do much science, do they? They while they're there. No, no, no. Not they, not any. Science there's no at like all. greenhouses, is there? There's like no. no. There's that one room with some green in it, and they seem to just do exercise and then have a shower, don't they? It seems to be all they do. I mean, it, it feels a bit like Kirk Douglas's character's lucked out. He's got this woman on there. They're hooking up because there's nothing else to do. And I think that's just all they're doing is hooking up all day. It's just I mean, really strange. And if the if strange. the idea is that the world is like super populated, well, it's like they've got it could turns up with this robot to replace one of them. One of them. Because I don't know. Why would you re- Yeah, what? I don't know. No, that yeah, anyway. Why would anyway. you be t- why would you do people out of jobs basically when I don't know. It's also I know Hollywood is full of like ridiculous like old men, young women relationships, mm. but this is one of the most well absurd, you, isn't it? Do you want to know the age difference or the ages? Yeah, go on. Okay, because I wrote it down when uh, later on um, he gets naked, and that's when I put in their ages. Um, yeah, Kirk Douglas was sixty-two years old when he made this. Okay, mm. Farrah Fawcett celebrated her thirty-second birthday during the filming. So. Okay. It looks bigger than the difference. 30 than years. He looks old and 62, doesn't he? He looks yeah. fucking old. I mean, he's pretty fit, though. I mean, he as died in... the other day, didn't he? He's dead. He's yeah. dead. He yeah. died yeah. in, like, January, didn't he? I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so this is t- this is fitting. I mean, he's, he's, in, something. he's in pretty good shape in this film. I mean, the thing is, like, once I, after after watching it, so how old was he? Sorry, uh, sixty-two. Sixty-two. So okay. he's thirty years old. Farrah Fawcett is sixty-two. Was sixty-two when she died in two thousand and nine? It says here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um, the thing about the relationship is though, in when I afterwards read that you know the guy Money's based on Kurt Douglas. Yeah. The thing I remember from that book is that he. He like tries to force himself, I'm pretty sure, on the other character. Yeah. yeah. Like he's really like, aggressively like the whole yeah. thing is like a really like macho character and he's like he's awful. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that he like I don't know if he actually does or not, but he goes to like assault the other characters. I'm not sure if that oh, happened or that's a pretty then after that I was like, Wow, I, I didn't mm-hmm. like this before, but now I really fucking hate Kurt Douglas in this. Yeah. Well it I mean it, I mean I'm not I think people listening to this podcast can realise this film is not a very good film. Uh, it, uh, it's awards and nomination for the first Golden Raspberry Awards. It was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, and Worst Actress. And for the 1980 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, it was uh, nominated for Worst Actress and Worst <laughs> On Screen Couple. So uh, it didn't win, but um, it was nominated for all those things. Um, but yeah, they're a weird couple. It's a weird relationship. Um, mm. But what's weirder straight away is that Harvey Keitel is dubbed. Yes. Yes. Um, so, did you realise he was dubbed? Anyway? Not until I read it, read it afterwards. Did you, Chris? Because I, I didn't, didn't. I at didn't all. really twig it. They were dubbed. Other than I just thought the performance was really crap. Like really. Because you know, like we just said, like I, you know, because I was thinking, is he a robot? Because yeah. why is he talking like this? He's yeah, speaking yeah. so oddly all the way yeah. through. And I was yeah. like, oh, is it just some future thing? Because he's from Earth. But yeah, his voice was dubbed by Roy Dotris yeah. uh, because the, the director felt that his Brooklyn accent was inappropriate. Kaito was asked to come in and read the lines with a more neutral accent, but was either unavailable or refused to do so. Yeah. Accounts vary. Mm. Um, the thing I read said he, he told to fuck off, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah. thing I don't get with that is, though, like, how, why didn't you realise early in the production that the voice wasn't working? No, I know. I mean, like you say, this must have been a very, must have been a really interesting <laughs> making of because, yeah, yeah, who, why did they hire him? I mean, there's also a thing with the, like the the Farrah Fawcett thing about. There's a struggle. I read that about how someone wanted her to take her clothes off a lot and someone didn't in the production, and so there's like a uh, which there's is why mi- there's missing there's cut out scenes. So yeah. uh, there are. Lou Grade had two scenes removed because he thought they were distasteful. One is. Um, about the uh, Hector and Benson, um, which is a bit of a spoiler to what happens in the film, so we won't talk about that. Uh, and the other was a dream sequence in which Farrah Fawcett and Kurt Douglas murder Benson, and mm. she's wearing very revealing clothes. And right. they were the pictures of that are used quite a lot on the promotion material. Yeah, I read that. That's because that's, that was the sort of the fallout, wasn't it? That they tried to promote it as like a yeah, like a, a, a sexy film, but then they're yeah. also promoting it as like a new alien. It's like. Yeah, it's it's no yeah. really. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, Kaitel's very weird. He's very obviously Benson, the character. He's very obviously mad. Very early on, he's mad, isn't he? I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's not even a question that he's mad. And it I mean, doesn't make any sense. The character bit... doesn't make any sense at all, though. I mean, he's not no. mad. It's just he's not real. He's not. <laughs> no, they're he's... so patient with him as well, aren't they? Yeah, and I mean, you're supposed to think they haven't had any visitors, so they're excited about a visitor. But I mean. You know, even the most innocent, naive person would understand that he is 
He's a very strange guy. I mean, it, like, he's very aggressive. Third line. He's like to Farrah Fawcett. He goes, "Oh, I think we should mate or something like that, doesn't he?" Yes. Mm. Uh, you have a great body. May I use it? Yeah, <laughs> that's even worse than White Lion said. But that's like, but, and then and then uh, Kurt Douglas overhears it, doesn't he, and just turns the speaker mm. off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very odd. I, I mean, we don't, as know, far what, as we the, don't know what culture is. You don't. We don't know mm, what norm, the norm is, though, do we? So. Yeah, they do seem to imply. You're you're bang on there, Chris. They imply. Uh, Benson implies that um, on Earth people just have sex. It's no biggie. Mm. You know what's what's your hang up? Come on. But that mm. also kind of sounds a bit like rape talk that like yeah, you know, yeah. it's a bit oh hey you just you just don't get it on earth we're just doing it all the time you know you're yeah. just hasn't he like given her a quaalie or something before that like pop this pill <laughs> yeah a couple of blues he's gonna he has isn't he a couple of blues and crash uh yeah. he, he's offered her some blues yeah um <laughs> they're also as far as plot goes uh they can't contact earth because they're in an eclipse so it's 22 days of no contact mm. which is very clearly stated so we understand that something horrible is going to happen um, uh, they've got a dog called Sally on the uh, Poor Sally. Uh, on on the on the ship. Poor Sally. That's the name of one of my uh, uh, parts. In fact, poor Sally. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I mean, yeah. Kaitel says Benson says um, I've brought this robot. Um, I'm going to make it, and then I'm going to replace one of you because you're not working quick enough. Mm. Um, yeah. But by all accounts from the beginning, he wasn't really supposed to have that robot. No. Was and he? they're not really working anyway. Yeah, they're not doing anything. So... Um, is, it, is his motivation ever revealed beyond this? Did I miss something about no, that? He's got no, mo- he's got no motivation, has he? That is... Well, no, I, I just I just assumed that I maybe missed a line or something because He's I just a very unrounded, unflushed out character. Yeah, yeah. hugely. Okay. Um, so he opens his canister and it's pure brain tissue. It's a brain <laughs> no, it's in not. a jar. It looks like cheap plastic in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's going to take three to four weeks to program it. Uh, but then it will run the I mean, I could make them, something so. better than that, like in about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there's some pretty terrible fashion in this. The next scene after the brain uh, you see Kurt Douglas jogging, and he's wearing that really weird top, and it's really sweaty. Yeah, yeah, and it looks really. It looks it's, really it, odd. Yeah, he's he's really into like it's showing a lot himself of off. Exercise, isn't there? There's a lot of like him yeah. doing exercise, or him yeah. grabbing her, or him like them. Yeah, it's a lot about his virility, isn't it? Definitely, um, yeah. Which is what the book was about. The character in the books like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'd Loads. love to sit here and say that that's the point of this film, but I don't think it's the point. No. Of I don't think this film's got any any depth. Um, nope. Anyway, so Kaitel, you keep coming backwards to Kaitel building uh, this robot and injecting. There's this great shot where it injects the fluids, and it's kind of going. It's, it's kind of scanning rubbish. up the robot, isn't there? And it's yes, kind of you see yeah. the legs, and you're like, oh, okay. And there's kind of tubes are on the There's outside. No bicentennial, you... bicentennial man. That's... Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you get to the chest, and you're like, "All right." You see the arms, and then you see the head of this robot. Now, <laughs> what did everyone think of the head of this robot? It's a pinhead. It, yeah, it's, it, it's a lamp, it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's yeah. an angle poised lamp on a body. A... <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. What? I can't believe anyone at no point didn't think he doesn't look scary with this head. <laughs> But but who 
what do you think what how did they get to this design did they I really did, don't know did they make it and then go oh whoa hold on guys this looks they, like every other robot all the body, you need to... they got the arms the legs the chest and then they ran yeah. out of money and then they just looked around and there was an angle pause <laughs> lamp on the the only thing i could think was maybe they'd, they'd like built some like prosthetic head for it yeah. and it just looked so fucking awful that they had to like last minute think we can't use this well is the idea though that it hasn't got a head because by the end what happens well well, spoilers, Chris, but well, maybe. It's all built. I think that's the whole route, just building up to that reveal. That's but the way it's like the way it, it is. It didn't need, I mean, literally, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think if, if, please, if you're listening to this podcast, at this point, just Google Saturn 3, the robot. The head is yeah. so ridiculous. It's, as Chris said, it looks like a lamp with two tiny little, it's tiny, two tiny little LEDs. Yeah. But it's yeah. not even the length of a head. It's longer than a head. So it yeah. kind of sticks out. Extra to it. It's so fucking stupid. I mean, stupid. we're talking really poor production design. I mean, compare this really? to Johnny Five. It's like... Yeah. And um, and remember, and, and this, this was the guy that was the production designer on Star Wars Superman and Clockwork Orange. And this was his robot that he came up with. That's why I think something went wrong in the top bit of it. Well, it um, has to. Have you seen the poster for the film? Which, um, yeah. it's no. him stood up yeah. with the thing on, but also the tagline. Uh, the, tagline the tagline is... Something is watching, waiting, and wanting on. Wanting what, on? What does that mean? Wanting on? Let's have a look. Yeah, wanting on. Wanting, wanting on. Dot, dot, dot. Saturn 3. <laughs> that's the, that's the I think you're supposed to say wanting on, and then Saturn 3. Wanting on. Sat on. Something oh. is watching and waiting yeah, on. I'll, Sat- I'll, I'll uh, yeah, yeah well done, Chris. That's I mean, why you're in the you are right. quite a poor As, design. That's why you're in the movie industry, Chris, because you can understand. I can decide. Like they should have put the tagline closer to the title, shouldn't they? Then, really, if that was yeah. what they're going for. Definitely. I mean, it looks better in that picture than it actually does, to be honest. Slightly, yes. slightly. Um, the hilarious thing about the, the reveal of the robot comes um, as uh, Kurt Douglas is asleep. It's the crappiest robot I've ever seen. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. The I hands think it, of it are shit. I think it, it is. can hardly I think, Chris, move. You're right. I think it is the crappiest robot we've had on this list. I think it's the worst robot. It's got to be. And I... when we get to the bit of, like, they have to run away from it, it gets even worse. I mean, it's so it? bad. It's so stupid. Like, the idea that they have to run from this thing that moves, like, <laughs> it is so slow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Kurt Douglas is listening to Disco asleep with a scarf around his neck, and they come. <laughs> Cartel just opens the door and walks in with this robot. And there's this hilarious bit where Kurt Douglas kind of sits up and he's still got the scarf on and she, like, far off force has to, like, take it off him. Like, you know when your granddad's, like, got a bit of, like, stuff on yeah. his face? Oh, you, oh, granddad, you got a bit of stuff on your face. Like, it's like he's like, oh, I forgot I had the scarf on. That's um, when on the drugs, isn't it? That's the drug scene, well, isn't it? Well, I don't know. And then they They're say... taking the drugs. Don't they say, oh, um, <laughs> tell him to give you something. Um, and he makes him pass the metal flask and just completely crushes the metal yeah. flask. Like, <laughs> and then Michael, uh, Kurt Douglas makes this really like, rubbish joke of like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't ask him to shake my hand. Like, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, I wrote that down actually, that it's as though Kurt Douglas is in a different film for, yeah. for the most of it. Like when he says uh, a brain drain, it's, like, it's, it's replied <laughs> yeah. to something. It's like, it's, like he's in some, it's like he's back in the 50s in a 50s film, but yeah. not. It's yeah. odd. Uh, Hector was eight feet tall and it cost little over one million dollars to make. <laughs> Fucking hell. It, it took 20 people to animate it. 20. And that's like 1979 million. Yeah, yeah. I could make mm. something better for about 10 grand, I think. 
Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I mean I think a child could have drawn a better. I mean, it's, it is Chris's. No, right. I could it's actually the... make it. <laughs> <laughs> one million dollars. One million dollars in nineteen seventy nine is equivalent to three point eight million dollars yeah. now. Three. Well, basically, I'd be able to do that and then probably buy a house for the rest yeah. ninety ninety percent. Yeah. Maybe that's what someone did. Maybe someone designed it and was like, "Yeah, million dollars, mate, definitely." He's like driving off in a Merc. The hands are absolutely <laughs> crap. And then it's, it's awful. Like, it's like one of them things that the the fire brigade used to like open a car up. Like it's like yeah, okay, so it can crush a flask, but it's a stupid lump of and metal. How, like, and I how could is just this kick supposed this to do all over. their work? On on Saturn three, what work is this robot supposed to do? Well, you have yeah, to have a doing? shower with uh, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great twist if the whole point was yeah. the robot was to replace Farrah Fawcett yeah, yeah. and just have sex yeah. with Kurt Douglas all that's, the time? That's funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, plot wise, the disturbing. Toy? Hold on. Oh, the, no. the toy I thought I'd found the... a toy of it. Oh, yeah, that would go no way. <laughs> um, plot Someone's wise, done a complete like breakdown of the whole robot, though. Technical breakdown of that robot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Plot wise, the disturbing thing that we all need to realise is that um, Benson Harvey Keitel, because he didn't have the time really to make this robot. The way he's <laughs> making the robot learn is by direct input. Yeah. Which means Matrix style plugging into the back of his neck mm. and then into the robot and basically the robot reading his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess is that what we're supposed to? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so there's some scary, ominous music when we see the direct input, um, and um, they uh, they play chess. Uh, and Harvey Keitel says he doesn't like to be laughed at. Like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they say maybe you should give him a sense of humour. And he says it's not a priority right now to give the robot a sense of humour. But I guess it's because he doesn't have a sense of humour. Yeah, um, it's not exactly a Thomas Crown affair, is it? That chess game. No, no, no. It's a bit. Uh... I like the way the robot does just like throw the board over when he loses. <laughs> it's so slow making the moves, isn't it? <laughs> well, they just and speed they, the footage up. They spread the they? film, haven't they? As well, yeah. And it's still really slow. <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's like playing chess um, with Stephen Hawkins or something. It's like... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to part four now, which I've, I've titled The Importance of Eyewash Stations in the Workplace. Um, <laughs> and um, basically, um, what you need to know is that Harvey Keitel fancies Farrah Fawcett. Because mm. he keeps plugging into the robot, the robot fancies Farrah Fawcett. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that is it. Also, the so robot at this knows... point, I was sitting there thinking... He's going to rape her with the robot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, if the film because was... Because the vibe of the film is not very cool. I think <laughs> the 90s, strange. we might have got that in the 90s. But yeah. in the 80s, I don't think we're going to get that. But yeah. the 90s version of this film, I think that probably would have happened. Yeah. Um, also, the robot knows that, that what Harvey Keitel did in killing the captain and that yeah. he's, you know... Uh, and he gives him a bit of sass, doesn't he? When they have yeah. a bit of back yeah. and forth about... Yeah. Um, Oh, why can't you talk? Oh, I'm not ready to talk. Um, and all that. And uh, what is it? He's on the screen. It's like he goes like, "Oh, something right on the screen, isn't it?" He goes, "Do you know this is your truth?" Something like that. And he's like, "Oh, what is well, it?" It's blanked as ordered. Is is what he writes. I'm yeah, that's that. it. Yeah, uh, because I'm for ages, doesn't it? They keep yeah. going back to the screen. Oh, and and, and uh, there's a great thing. Uh, Harvey Keitel says he had an improper thought leakage. <laughs> When he when he remembered being a murderer, that was what that yes. is. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
yeah, so he, at this point, yeah, he, he thinks she's she's good looking. Um, but, yes, yeah, something gets in Farrah Fawcett's eye, uh, a pin, a bit of metal, and they basically do this very, 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 very long scene where you get, like, mad close-ups of her eye, and then uh, Benson's like, let the robot do it. And she's like, no, no. And then they <laughs> let the robot do it. And, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's competently directed. I mean, it is a bit yucky. Um but it's more of those like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, it doesn't happen, isn't it? Hmm. It's kind of competent to the moment they have to actually show it getting out of the eye and then it yeah. looks rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It's no um, zombie. Have you ever seen that? Zombie Flesh Eaters? No. Have you seen the scene? Oh, okay, that's got a good eye bit in it. Which, which have you does... played Dead Space 2? No. Is there a... There's a really amazing eye bit in that. It's gross oh, and stuck with me for my whole life. Chris, what what's your favourite? Star- Star Trek, where it, the thing crawls in their ears. That's quite good. Oh, okay. Ears. Have you got an eye one, Rath though? Have you got a good eye Rath bit from a film? Oh, I've got an eye one in Star Trek. First contact when he, when the the Borg make yeah. uh, Picard's eye go in slightly. That's oh, great. Yes, it touches the lens of his... Touches the lens, yeah. 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 Okay. It's quite good, that. Yeah. yeah. They must have done that, right? <clears throat> For real? No. Of course they didn't. How it's, the... It can be like a... It's not going to be a real eye, is it? There must be like just like a fake eye they've done it on, and they just like superimpose yeah, it on top maybe, of yeah. Picard's face. Yeah. They've not put a needle against these. It's like a drill. <laughs> it's like a drill bit. It goes. It's a drill, it's a drill is it? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, anyone who's watched a film ever in their life would have known that the dog is going to be killed, and that's yeah. what happens. Hector follows the dog around some plants. Well, I don't know. In uh, Alien, the cat survives, right? No, and well, true. aliens are. A masterpiece. This is a <laughs> this is a piece of crap, and obviously the dog's getting killed because someone's got to die. Um, so yeah, so then you hear the dog call out, and uh, yeah, the dog's been ripped apart. Um, and then there's kind of a bit of a tussle. I'm, I'm not there. sure this robot could kill a dog. Like I don't think it's like physically up to it. Yeah, how does I it catch it? Could cat- no, I don't think it could catch a dog it, could outsmart this piece of shit. Like yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, he, he picks her up. Uh, and then and then and then Benson and Harvey Cartel's all like, "Oh, if you order it, it'll do what you say." But I don't really know why. Like, they don't really explain why. Uh, and then Kurt Douglas runs in and hugs her, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know." They kind of blame they kind of blame Farrah Fawcett a bit, don't they? For all yeah. this, yeah, yeah, takes two. It's thing, just though. again like sort of weird. You just like ignored, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, then Kaito gets pinned to a table with a giant crane arm, which is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, and there's a kind of a bit of a back. And I was forth actually bit. looking at that crane arm all the way from the beginning of the film, and I was looking at the whole set, and I thought the set is shit except for that crane yeah. arm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well done. You saw it. You saw that. Well, I was just looking that. at the whole set and going, right, this is all shit, and this wouldn't be an alien any of this. Yeah. But that crane yeah. arm looks half decent because I think it is yeah. just like an arm off a JCB or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Carry on. Um, that's okay. Uh, um, uh, Douglas manages to defeat Hector by hiding in some greenery and then kind of bumping him on the side, doesn't he? He kind of <laughs> yeah. runs in. He kind of bumps him on the side. Odd. Uh, and he falls over, so they all run out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the control room, and they just watch Hector smashing stuff. Uh, but Hector's low on charge. He's got to charge back up. Mm-hmm. So they overload him for some reason. <laughs> Um, which just looks crap as well. Um, um, but then he gets back up again and they decide to get his brain out and dismantle him. 
Um, they, uh, the offal out of the jar. Yeah, they need to get the uh, yeah yeah they need to get the offal out. And Kaitel says he's going to do it. He's going to dismantle him. Uh, but is he is he going to dismantle him? We don't know if he's going to dismantle him. He um, does, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does dismantle him. He does dismantle. Oh, right. sorry. Was it a rhetorical question? Sorry. Yeah, no, no, he does. He does. <laughs> sorry, um, I thought you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, where are we at? Sorry. Can I say a positive about the film at this point? Yeah. I really like the look of you know, the corridor. This show with the blue lights down it. Mm-hmm. I quite like the blue lights on that black chrome um, wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. They do run down the same bit of set about eighteen times when trying to show yeah. they're running through a whole ship, yeah. and it's quite obviously the same bit of set. But yeah. I do think that one curvy corridor looks quite nice. I the quite like their apartment so area, which is oh, like all no. like yeah. No, the designs uh, are pretty good, aren't they? Beige, it's a bit motion picture material. Yeah. It's a bit Star Trek motion picture. That is. yeah, I quite the like s- all that. It's quite cool. The sets for this film were the largest ever constructed at the time for the film made in the two in the UK. Two large sound stages at Shepperton Studios were taken over for the production by ITC. It took 79 craftsmen four months to build the massive interior set for the Moon Research Station. So <laughs> they spent a bit of money on it, you know. Uh, the budget was reduced by Lou Grade uh, uh, for Raise the Titanic because that went over budget. So he yeah. took money out of this and put it into Raise the Titanic. I think that uh, was wise. Instead. Yeah, it was right. That people have heard of that film. I've heard of that film. People <laughs> yes, haven't yeah. heard of this film. Yeah. Um, anyway, wasn't that a massive flop as well? Though still pretty terrible. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think we it could was, probably yeah. review that because that's science fiction, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I mean they use the technology to raise the Titanic. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's definitely it's not, not happened. sci-fi though. Oh, yeah, it's not science fiction. Well, it's an un. It's an un. I don't know. Raise the Titanic made seven million off of, off a forty million budget, so yes, also a flop. <laughs> and, and weirdly enough, the music for that was by John Barry. Oh, okay. But yeah, but yeah, that yeah. John, Barry, John Barry, not the other one. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> the music for this is interesting. Uh, Elmer Bernstein wrote an hour of music for this film, much of it yeah. progressive and experimental, but most of it was unused. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. Um, I think there is the full score was released a very limited edition CD in two thousand and eight. But it's now deleted, so that might be worth trying to hunt down. I'm getting that. Yeah. I mean, plot-wise, uh, for some reason, ben, so Hector, oh, sorry, it. the robot's called Hector. Uh, oh, well done, Sam. Um, the robot's called Hector. Hector's built back together again by the robots in that room, and I don't really know how he is doing that. How's that happened? Do is anyone work that out? Um, no, not really. No. I don't know what's going on at this point. So he's been broken down by Kaitel, the brain's been taken out, but for some reason the robot's in that but, room building yeah, like, again. But I didn't get, though... But Kaitel wasn't part of this, was he? Did he want the no, robot to come back together no, or not? He he no, he didn't. No, no, no. So Because Kaitel takes out of drugs, bursts in on uh, Douglas and Fawcett, and he's like, right, you're coming with me, we're going yeah. back to Earth, that's it, I'm at it now. You know, yeah. my robot's blown up. Uh, I'm just wanting. I sex. couldn't work out whether he like he knew what he'd done with leaving it the way he left it, so no. it would come back. But no, no. I, don't, I don't think so. I suppose he just killed, doesn't it? So it would make sense that that would be yeah. the case with it. So yeah. yeah. So Kirk Douglas tries to stop him. Kaitel smacks him over the head with a metal rod, drags her out, and then Hector turns up and cuts Harvey Kaitel's hand off, mm. which looks great. I was happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she screams, and then kind of from this point, 
as you said, it kind of turns into alien. All it is, well, is attempts to turn into alien. Attempts to turn into alien. Sorry. Yeah. All it is is them kind of running around corridors. Hector's like wandering around badly. Uh, yeah. There's music. They get split you, up. Then they. Get you back could literally. Again. We've already seen how like proficient Kurt Douglas is at jogging. He could literally <laughs> jog in a circle around the robot, just taunting it, couldn't it? As yeah. it moved yeah. around. I mean, slowly. he could easily yeah. jog around to the back of it and just kick it over. Yeah. Yeah. What they do decide to do, though, is build a uh, kind of Roadrunner Wiley Coyote trap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they, they break a bit of the floor, pretend it's not broken, and then yeah. stand there going, oh, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's ridiculous. The kind of robot wanders in, doesn't it, and kind of puts his foot there and then puts his foot back. And oh, it, it's really... Isn't the plan B, though, that he literally does push him over, doesn't he, at that point? Yes. Yeah. He kicks him in the side, doesn't he? Something. Yeah, he just kicks him in again. He does that bump thing again, that weird bump move <laughs> yeah. that he's got. Hector oh, falls in the God. water. It looks terrible. There's all these bubbles on him or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, were they going for like, the look of, um, you know, the android white blood in uh, Alien? Yeah. Yes. yeah I guess perhaps so. inspired by that a bit there. Yeah. Anyway, the twist is they run for the shuttle, but ha-ha, Hector blew the shuttle up. <laughs> So, uh-huh, <laughs> so there's no, yeah, haha. There's no shuttle for you. you. You know the great bit about that though is where they like they show them putting all the gear on and they run out <laughs> and then they blow it up and they show it coming back and taking all the gear off again. <laughs> it's just so pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is ridiculous. Um, then we're in the last part, but in this last part contains one shot that I'm not saying saves this film. But I was so happy with this shot of, in this. I'm sure you can guess what the shot is. Um, so they go back to the control room and then suddenly Harvey Cartel is there. Um, and he's like, oh, hello, I'm back. I didn't really die. And there's just this amazing shot where you've got Hector, the robot, with his with Harvey Cartel's bloody ripped up head just on yeah. top of his head, yeah. like really like, stupidly balanced on his like head. Like dangling off. Yeah. yeah. And he's got... No, they've, used like like, the, they've used like the elbow of the angle poised leg at lamp yeah. and shoved it yeah. up into his head, haven't they? That's the yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, I found my voice now. Um, and I just was... I love that shot. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying this is a good film, but that shot kind of redeemed this somewhat for me i i did literally laugh out loud at that point in the film. yeah it's yeah. it's it's pretty great um so then you have the weirdness that basically now hector's talking in uh Kytel's voice and then basically they get back on to uh uh the eclipse is down so then the survey yeah. plane comes by but oh no hector can do everyone's voices <laughs> so he's all like oh we're fine here oh hey it's me for a force i'm fine too um, and then he's just like, basically, what is his plan to get them to work? While... I don't know what his plan is. Yeah, <laughs> he's like just doing the work they're meant to do. Yeah. now they can't. They have to do it with him watching them or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've got separate beds, haven't they? But then also, like, they see separates, doesn't he? And then yeah. he goes, "Oh, oh you got to go to work, whatever." And then Kogler just wanders past her door, and she just walks out and meets him. So mm. why couldn't they just go back in the same room together? Yeah, no, his plan doesn't seem to make... The only thing I can think is Kirk Douglas kind of has an input in the back of his head. So yes. is the point supposed to be that Hector will plug into him and suckle his brain out and then... Well, no, he's done that to get the voice, hasn't he, I think? Oh. That's what I thought. He'd done that to get the voice of... So what's his plan then? What does he want? Like... 
He oh. wants efficient work and yeah. less jogging and separate beds for everyone. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. He, uh, his whole thing is he doesn't like the fact that there's such a big age difference between them, and he's he's Maybe. he's not impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because Kirk Douglas has a plan, um, and he basically, in slow motion, pushes Hector into the water, and there's an explosion. But before he does that, he says. It's not your fault, Hector. It's not her fault. It's everyone's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think you're supposed to think this means something. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really mean anything. I wrote that anything. down as well. I was because, trying to work it out. What is... Yeah. Because I don't... I definitely think it's Harvey Keitel's fault. Yes. I think... I mean, I think you're a bit of a misogynistic pig if you think it's Farrah Fawcett's fault because she didn't do anything. She just wandered around the space station Yep. And then what? Kirk Douglas didn't kill Harvey Keitel, so it's his fault. Like, how is it? Can is it, Chris any any illumination on why it's no. everyone's fault? No, I don't. No? There's, it's like it's not even been written. Really, it's like <laughs> it. It's really strange. Mm. It, I mean, Keitel's character for me, it is not even a character. No, it's, you're right. No, 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 he makes no sense, does he? As a no. character, no. but it's all right. Any of them do though. None, none of them makes sense. No, really. none of them. <sighs> no. The only thing you find about Farrah Fawcett is that she she's really into the fact that she's not on Earth. Yeah, and she's okay with her weird. Oh yeah, it's like she, she keeps telling herself like, like it's fine that we're. Yeah, mm. but okay, it's okay. It's a happy ending because she gets on board a uh, spaceways ship and yeah. uh, does her hair up. Gets offered some pills. And uh, she's now gets to the shuttle. She's now drug heading for Earth. But yeah, but weirdly, there's some quite ominous music as she's going towards yeah. Earth. So yeah. as why? though she's, I don't know. Like, is, is she never had the thing in the back end, did she? It's well, almost like you know, at the end of fl- the fly. It's like yeah. she's, he's impregnated her, and now she's going to go. Yeah, to Yeah, was Earth there and... something? Did we miss something? Is was there like? Anyway, maybe the whole planet is like Harvey Keitel, and so as soon as yeah. she's back to like meet a load of. That's why I mean that scene where the scene at the beginning has got no meaning at all. You know where no. he fires a guy into space. It's just got no. It would have been good if there was some link up between like he replaced the scientist and now he's like trying some technology out for yeah. the corporation or something. It's like I don't know. Mm. Uh, a few years after the release of this movie, Fire Force, it was a guest on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, in which Johnny, Johnny casually poked fun at Fawcett's movie choices. I remember you did a picture, I think it was called Saturn 3. The audience laughed a bit as Fawcett squirmed, answering, originally they had a very good script. It was called The Helper, and it was a lot different from what we ended up shooting. Uh-huh. So it makes you wonder if what Martin Amis wrote was this script yeah. called The Helper, which... Yeah is nothing like what we saw. Um, the other interesting thing is that uh, when the film was broadcast on NBC in mid-84, a number of scenes that had been edited out of the original print had been restored. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge list on Wikipedia of these scenes. The best ones are Adam holding a towel to his head after Benson's hit him with a pipe and claiming that Hector is no Humpty Dumpty. Um, both Adam and Alex wondering how Hector managed to reassemble himself, like us. And finally... Both Adam and Alex sharing a laugh over a humorous incident while hiding in the communications room. So we didn't get to see. You know them. what I didn't understand about that is that's never been released, has it? That thing. No, obviously it hasn't. Like, why is that so weirdly specific? 
Yeah. Like yeah. how? What's going on there? What? Um, why? Why hasn't that been released? It was. It seemed like it was like about twenty scenes, wasn't it? Did you see the list? Yeah. It was yeah. huge. The, the, but, uh, uh, like uh, the person who wrote that has obviously got that version. You'd think, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Or it's um, strange. Just on really, TV always made once. It yeah, well, it's a really weird thing to make up, but yeah, yeah maybe it is. So that was Saturn three. Um, <laughs> what, what did we think, Sam? What What did you think of Saturn three? Well, it made me appreciate Alien more because God, yeah. like you need to. Yeah. Well, no, but like it just it just made me realize of because you know like Alien obviously the Alien doesn't look great, but it makes you appreciate how they made something mm. quite simple so terrifying and so perfect. And the fact is, and what I wrote down the note was, like, nothing in Alien is implausible, is it? No. no. Like, no. everything makes sense. And with this, nothing makes sense. I mean, as, so, yeah, as Chris said, it's almost the opposite of Alien. None of the characters make sense. Nothing they do makes sense. It doesn't feel like a real world. It doesn't feel like a real world. The thing isn't scary at all. It's laughable. Yeah. Um, the the situation, the, the, yeah, the situation doesn't work. Yeah, there's no world building. There's no reason or rhyme between before, in in anyone's actions no. at all. The, yeah. The, the other thing is that like it reminded me a bit of some of the like shit Italian stuff we've seen, like Star <laughs> Crash things like that, yeah. but without any of the sense of fun or no, no, or the colour or the the inten- unintentional jokes. Like over the really than Harvey Keitel's head. Yeah, it's a very dour, dull. Yeah, well, it really there's is. There's not just any banter to earn between money the characters. Of the Star Wars and Alien. That's all it's yeah. trying oh, to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when we, we talked before about films that like are kind of tongue in cheek and they know they're funny. We this need a whole does, section yeah. of films that are literally trying to just coin it off the back of Alien and Star Wars. Oh, we could do that. We could do a list of that. Yeah, easily. No, but We've I mean, done a few um, already, right? Yeah, we have yeah. done a few. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this film doesn't think it's funny. This film doesn't. It's taking. No. It's, this film is taking itself very, very, yeah, very seriously. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think Nathaniel nailed it in that he realised that I quite like films like this that are kind yeah. of shit, and I quite like laughing at the shitness of it. So I hope that's what you meant, Nathaniel, when you <laughs> when you gave me this, because um, I think that's what you're. You know, that's what you're getting. Um, so, yeah. Chris, Chris, what was your uh, feelings for Saturn Three? Did you enjoy it, or was it just a? Pain I enjoyed in the ass? moments of it, but it's just the beginning was actually very tempting because I was getting like hmm. a bit of a like Logan's Run vibe going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With the you know the design of that opening set, the hangar set, hmm. and then I just noticed like just the quality of how the miniatures are done and all the like approach to the Saturn three, mm. which is again, a really like pedestrian title for, yeah, for this. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it just, and as soon as Kaitel started talking, I was just like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, it's, it's so bad. It kind of, I think, I think it is as soon as he starts talking and you're like, why are you talking like that? What, what's going, mm. why are you, what yeah. is this? What's, what's his character? What's so what was want? it? Did he do another accent? Did you say, or something? What? It was dubbed. It was all dubbed by another Yeah, it's because he did something different. He wanted to change. He was he just, doing his own accent. Yeah, he was doing voice. his own accent. Um, well, uh, right. it's, the, the guy that did his voice is in Amadeus and Hellboy 2. Right. I didn't really. I saw a picture. I didn't really recognise him. He's a lot older than Kaitel, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kaitel was just doing his kind of Bronx like accent, yeah. and they didn't like that. So, yeah. oh, but, so it's not even Kaitel's voice. No, it's not Kaitel's voice at all. Oh, right. no, none of it is. No, not a single word. No, it's weird. I mean, I guess it's the script that Kaitel was saying. 
But I think they've done quite a good job of matching up because, like you, Alex, yeah. until I read afterwards, I didn't realise. I just thought like he's doing a, he's putting on a really fucking weird voice. Yeah, because he's a bit of a. I mean, he, he's he's just can be a serious actor when he tries. So yeah. I thought he was really gone method on it and had invented yeah. this very odd character who was mentally yeah. unstable, which isn't unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, um, really, they're lucky in a way that the character does talk so deliberately and slowly that it did was so mm. easy to dub, I suppose, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're quite fortunate there. I mean, I wonder how bad it is with his accent. I, I don't think it would have bothered me. No, I think it would have been far better. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, maybe it's because at the time he wasn't famous. So, I mean, if that film was made... If Cartel was a bit later on in his do career, that now, like replace no, a voice. Well, I don't know. Doesn't he do fucking car insurance adverts now? So I think he well, yeah, can, yeah, you want wouldn't you? The minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, my feelings were I, I enjoyed laughing at it, but it was it was bad. I mean, it was a mm. it was a bad bad film. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad I've seen it. I never heard of it. Um, and I do Bad. agree with Sam. I think maybe there is some kind of good making of to be. What was your? What were you going to say about the money? About about the, the book money, Sam? Well, just sort of what, I, what I said about Kurt Douglas really, and the the thing with Farrah Fawcett in the book that the, that character mm. forced himself on her, and he's just like a very like because the whole that book's about them trying to make a film basically, and mm. he's like a very like you know dickhead, very like he's like really into his masculinity and very like. Yeah macho about himself but an idiot so you think that um, reveals quite a bit about the making of this without... yeah definitely yeah oh, okay yeah. well if you if you yeah if you enjoyed Saturn 3 go out and read money then obviously that's uh... I mean it's nothing like the, this but yeah yeah <laughs> I wouldn't call it a maker anyway it's just it's just weird I mean it's a long time since I've read it but it's just, it's just odd because he's quite a memorable character in the book and you think oh like this is kind of a cliche of a Mm. You know, it's kind of, you think it's like a blown up version of a Hollywood character. So to have it, then you find out it's, it's actually based on this guy in this film, and mm. when you then like view this film through that lens, you think, oh wait, yeah. that's why he's acting like this in the film. That's why he keeps getting naked. That's why he's <laughs> yeah. acting like he's in the wrong film. And like you say, he directed two days of it. Like I think yeah. he just basically rough shot to do what the fuck he wanted, didn't he? Basically, yeah. that's what yeah, it, it seems like to me. Yeah. But, strange. yeah, very strange. Well, where does it go? Is it is it is it like as bad as things like Crawl and uh, After Earth and Hot Tub Time Machine Two, or is it a bit redeemable? I think it's. Uh, well, uh, I mean, there is some nice design in there. No, not it's the not. Robot. It's not well designed at all. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> what Terrible. are we thinking, guys? Pretty low. I down. thought one four eight because it reminded me a bit of Man's Best Friend. <laughs> yeah. In, um, in the kind of the. Mm. Like nothing's really coming together as it should, in yeah. a way. Where's... It also reminded me a lot of that one we watched with Van Damme that you liked, Alex. Yeah. The, oh, um, um, yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. What's it? You know, a soldier. Because that also soldier. had that weird tone of like not quite knowing whether it was being funny or not, yeah, or like yeah, not really yeah. getting. That's a hundred. That's actually a hundred and fourteen. That's a lot higher than it. That is too high. Yes. Deserves to be. <laughs> uh, it's above both Matrix sequels. That film. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Another one that got in early and has benefited <laughs> from that, I think. No, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. It's bottom it. 10, I think, isn't it? It's got to be low, yeah. You think... Chris, would you think very low or just like... I was, yeah, that sort of area seems good. That um... Yeah, Man's Best Friend was just rubbish. Man's Best Friend. Because it does actually remind me a lot of things like uh, Nights 
and yeah oh, i love these they're all the things i like see the but not, see nights was funny nights was funny though nights was, was like hilarious that night so was... bad that it was funny this yeah. is just like a bit dour like and also bit... i think it's important that this is just a straight up ripoff of alien and of yeah. and of that's why so i think it's important it they're punished that. because yeah it should be punished. you just yeah. you just don't yeah. you just don't do that yeah. No. Okay. Well, what do you say? One because we have watched a lot of films in series that have ripped it off, and they all have something about them. Mm. If it's either mm. they're completely awful or they've gone yeah. weird with the human things like that, this has just got nothing. And normally, and like the is... Star Wars ripoffs have either got a really good theme tune, for instance, or a really yeah. good, like you know, yeah, yeah. Is and it free? Even, said, even um, sorry, actually, yeah. It's the worst robot of any film we've seen. I mean, it is. The it worst. is the worst robot. Yeah, it's the worst robot. Robot ranking system. This is dead bottom. Isn't it funny how they actually the logo treatment as well? They copy the alien letters, don't they? Appearing the way that they did <laughs> yeah. at the start of the film. So I thought yeah. it was pretty on the nose. So what we're we saying one four six or or lower. Uh, I think lower one four eight or. I mean, there's an argument for this being worse than everything except Scandarkly and Lawnmower Man. No, it's... No. I don't think it's... I think, I mean, Kroll was boring. This isn't boring. And it's oh, not... It's pretty bored. It's not offensive. Mm. It kind Above of is, below. because it's kind of... The way they muck around with her in it... Yeah, um, I think the treatment yeah. of her is pretty offensive. And okay. I was I was sure they were going to... It was going to get yeah. really weird. At yeah. One, you know... I don't so you're, offend, you're offended by the lack of robot. Yeah, right? that's what yeah, you're yeah. offended by. <laughs> I think that says more about me than. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's as bad as Transformers or Lost in Space. Or I mean, I don't know. Yeah, about, okay. I think it's worse than Hot Tub Time Machine too. I don't think it's worse than that. That was absolutely truly dreadful. So above yeah. one above so one fifty. One fifty then. One fifty. One fifty. What was Divergent again? What was that? The was teenage that like team one. one where they run around all the oh, time. So that was so bad. That, that was, was just really boring, bad. though. At least this one, yeah, I had like literally would burst out laughing at one point. So she put this one higher than Divergent yeah, yeah. then, because Pop there was again. no there was no joy in Divergent at all. No, actually, and the Colony that was yeah. dull. I think one four eight. That's what I said in the first place. Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> well done. Sat through was saved at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? At least I know that yeah, it was intentional, yeah, no, no. but sometimes yeah. if I just blare out laughing, laughing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you like crap films, please treat yourself. Watch Saturn Three; it's a pile of garbage, uh, but a fun pile of garbage. But it, it don't; it, it's, it's terrible. Um, um, yeah. t- t- talking of crap films, while we're here, mm. have this isn't sci-fi. Um, have you ever seen Jaws Five, Alex? Do you know Jaws Five existed? No. It's no. also called Cr- Cruel Jaws. You ever heard of that? <laughs> no. It's Cruel. all on YouTube. Cruel Jaws, yeah. Cruel um, Jaws. It was made in like '95. It's got nothing to do with the four Jaws. He just called it Jaws Five. This bloke did like what? to try and get away with it, and it got banned. It's called wow. Cruel Jaws. Um, you watch it all on YouTube, and it is oh. well, it's awful. The shark <laughs> in it is absurd, and it it kind of like it tries to take the best bits from all of the Jaws films and yeah. fails repeatedly. So yeah, sounds you know great. I'm, I Worth don't. Watch. I'm never going to watch. Jaws, anything other than Jaws. I've not seen any of the other films, and I'm not going <gasps> to. Why? You should watch Jaws 2. No. I've not said this before on the podcast, no. but I think you should watch Jaws 2. Do yeah. you think? Why? Because it's all right. Jaws 2 is not a bad film. Yeah. It's not It's not groundbreaking or like the best film ever, but Who's in it's it? not a bad film. Has he got the Roy same? Scheider's in it. Yeah, mm. not, yeah and the mayor's in it. The other one. Richard, no. Oh, no, Richard Draper's in it. Richard no. Draper's, yeah. But the the rest of the art, the amateur cast are and like there's some annoying kids in it, but they all get a bit fucked set up. Set in the same the place. 
Yeah, yeah, it's all the same okay. island stuff. Didn't you... a good... Go on. No, I was going to say, didn't you post a thing that Boris Johnson was saying the mayor of uh, of yeah. Abertee oh. was a was a hero because he didn't yeah, yeah, close yeah. the beaches. He didn't close the beaches. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that. Wow. Like, the only person in the history of that film, he literally called him a hero, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, no, just he's shows incredible. You, you know. Yeah, it says a lot about the state we're in now, doesn't it, really? But mm, we'll be in soon. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, little digression. Anyway, well, that's us. Uh, we've got one more of Nathaniel's choices coming up next week, mm. and it is what, Chris? Chris, I'm still here. Uh, you, you went for a little bit, oh. sorry. And then oh, went. what is next week's film? Doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> it's Capricorn <laughs> One, and you're hosting it. Hello. Are you still there, Chris? Are you still there? Yeah, oh, it's literally just, blame his it's, connection it's, now. It's on just the fact that no, it's literally it... you. Bre- you you keep going, Chris, and then I don't get the question. <laughs> can, okay, you, can, you, can you hear me, Sam? I can, I can hear you yeah, now, yeah. but then literally you'll say Chris and you'll ask me, yeah, but I won't get the question. feels like one but... of those things. Okay, right, Chris, can you hear me? Yes. What's the film next week? Oh, hi. Uh, next week we've got the fantastic Cap- hoax Capricorn strike one. sci-fi. Uh, yeah, hoax strike sci-fi film called Capricorn One. Oh, oh okay. There you go. And Nathaniel picked that for you, so yeah, uh, good one. We'll actually. have to try and yeah work out why. Good, uh, good, good shout on that. Mm. Probably seen it related to 2001. I don't know why, but have you never seen it? I've never seen Capricorn. Oh, okay. no, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward. I mean, to spoilers it. for my opinion, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah done. Number one. Anyway, yeah. well, that's us. So yeah, reach out, find us. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, you can email us. You can see the, the website. Technology is failing here. I'm getting like every eighth oh, word now. Sorry, <laughs> falling apart. It's not see, your I'm fault. I'm not making it up, am I? Like literally. No, no. So, the more words he says, the less get through. Okay, yeah. I can hear you both perfectly. I'm very yeah. sorry. Yeah. But anyway, that's it from me. I'll say goodbye. It's goodbye from uh, Chris. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I mean goodbye. And goodbye from Sam. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye. Bye.